Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasco, of course, joined by Kyle Taylor. And Kyle, we're here during the Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit. This is a special With Sonar episode. Listen, it's you not, can see our legs. If you, you can see our legs, some of them anyway. Yeah, if you follow us on With Sonar every Wednesday, <laughs> just about this time that we come live on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, our website, you know Everywhere. that. We just give you the best of the best within Sonar. And, and so today, we're going to... Sh- Give you a little bit about what's been going on for those for all of you out there you know really focused towards the carriers the owner operators as you know it's a demand side this time it is a demand side this time you know we've seen volatility in the market before but not quite like this this is this is going to a new level now we all know that the freight market right now is incredibly volatile right it's very high we know that everybody knows that the question is How do we quantify it? How much higher is it? And in what level? And where is it happening the most? What's driving it? And that's what we're going to discuss here today, Kyle. And I'm really excited about it. No, and and this is is actually quite perfect because really, because it's a demand side. So let's just take a little bit of a step back. 2018, all of us, really the last time the volatility struck these markets, 2019, extremely soft. Very a lot soft. of the contracts that people were uh, that had out with shippers, they were being fulfilled. We're talking about you know really low rate per miles, and and so recently, and that, well not recently. Let me take another step back. That was really due to what? How many what? steps are we going to take? We're, we're dancing here. Follow Come me. On, walk like, with me. Where do I go? Where do I go? <laughs> and and so um, from if you remember back, that was what due to ELD mandates. Yep. We had like three hurricanes, so we had a bunch of FEMA loads that were sucking capacity out of the market. And so what that was doing was really causing a lot of volatility in rates to go up because it was the supply side. There wasn't a lot of driver shortage. It was all of those things that we had in the market. And so um, now it's just demand. Demand Demand. is just all gas. And and if you followed some of even stuff that Henry Byers puts out or even just have felt it, you try to put in a Mm -hmm. furniture order. I don't know if anyone out there has ever tried to (laughs) bought a couch in in COVID, but going to have a tough time coming from India. It's not coming. It's not coming out anytime soon. So let's go ahead and quantify what Kyle's talking about here. So let's draw our eyes to the screen here. We've got real fancy charts for you here. All right. So notice the blue line. Okay. We see down the, all the way here in the bottom left, we're sitting, what's this right about June or May of 2020. So, yeah, so this should be a one about, year what we got about. Okay. So one year time frame, or it looks like about 13 months. Um, so 13 months here, bottom left uh, is last month, a year ago. And then all the way to today in the top right. That blue line is the dry van volume that you see in the United States over the last year. And you notice that 76 number in the top right corner of your screen, that's a percent increase over the last year. Right. So there's been a 70%, 76% increase in dry van truckload volume over the last year. The green line to compare is reefer volume. Down a little bit since it was in late March, early April, right. uh, but still, very elevated, a 54% increase over the last year. Right. You don't have a 76 or a 54% increase in freight volumes, and, and there's not going to be implications, right? Right. No, exactly. And so for reference as well, you know, these are actual transactions. The, right. I mean, this is not load postings. This is not just seeing what, you know, Luke the broker is posting up there 15 times. This is actual contract loads that are being offered to carriers right now. And if we look even, I know we don't get into the dates here, but that is updated as of yesterday. 
Right. And so what do we finally see back from the holiday as we normally see that really spike back up? So really, if we look back a couple of days ago, it was maybe in the 50%, but now that post lull, that last, that last week's lull that we normally see after Memorial Day came right back up. That's right. And, and I think we might, we might see it come down a little bit as we head here, probably into June. Well, we right. might see an uptick at the end of the quarter, but of course there is a holiday and things have been very elevated. We'll see exactly what happens, but sometimes there is a little bit of a lull at, in right. the middle of June. Um, right. Let's go ahead and go to the next chart here. Um, and I think we're going to be able to break it down a little bit further. Obviously, we know things are very elevated, right. but it's one thing to know if things are elevated. It's another to say, okay, well, where is that? How do we take advantage of that? So let's go here and see the folks in the back. Can we change the uh, change the view here we for a, our viewers? We get a screen change. There we, here we are. Go. Nice, pretty colors. That's what we want. We just want the colors. Exactly. Okay. Kyle, so, what are we looking at here? So similarly, like we were just talking about, supply, demand. Kyle, I'm not in an economics class. Like, what do you keep throwing that at me for? So what this looks at, we were just looking at the demand side, which is what? The amount of the need for trucks. So the amount of volume that's moving throughout the United States. So what this chart at, or this map actually breaks down is the amount of freight that's moving versus the amount of freight that's entering a market or the amount of outbound in a specific market. So we see all these different colors. So it's a measure of capacity in a sense? Exactly. So darker blues are going to tell you more opportunistic markets, a lot more outbound volume than inbound supply. Red's going to tell you that there's just a significant amount of inbound supply compared to uh, loads that are being needed to leave that market. So Kyle, if I understand correctly what you're saying, if I'm a truck driver, if I'm an owner op or a small fleet and I need to know where to send my trucks, if a red market is where I'm going to be competing a lot with a lot of other drivers because there's too much supply there yeah. versus a blue market, a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Not as much competing means there's a lot more loads being offered relative to the amount of trucks coming in there. Is that fair? That's fair to say. Essentially, if we're just using the terms that we use every day, red is your backhauls. Avoid those at really all costs. Blues are your headhauls opportunistic areas, you get the pick of the litter. So we should change this. So red is bad. Nobody wants to operate their business in the red. And we need to change the uh, the blues here to green because green is money, money and we like money. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And the funny thing about this is that it changes every day. For those that work in like the Atlanta market, for example, yeah. if we checked back into this like two weeks ago, the Atlanta market was actually red. It was. I remember that. And, and so that's really why this daily feed, this update that we get from these electronic tenders, it's updated daily. It's $215 billion worth of annual transactions. So it is a massive sample size and it changes like that. That's really important to say though, Kyle, because you know when you think about, when you're driving, right? Everybody wants to be in a big market and you think of a place like Atlanta. Atlanta is massive. It's one of the biggest markets in the United States. In fact, it oftentimes competes with Ontario, California as the largest market in the United States by right. market share. Those two go back and forth. And it's like, oh, I should be in Atlanta, best place to be. Not always, it does flip flop a lot. Sometimes yeah. it is a backhaul market. Sometimes it's a headhaul market. Right yeah. now, it's a headhaul market. Blooming is a great place to be yep. if you're a driver, but not always. No, Sometimes exactly. Savannah is your advantage. Sometimes all the way up in Harrisburg. Right now, you can see Elizabeth, New Jersey is blue. It's not always blue up there in New Jersey, but right now it's popping off thanks to the port. Yeah. I mean, you look at every port city that we have here, it's it's getting hit left and right. I mean, besides looking up in that top yeah, right we'll, hand corner. Ignore <laughs> those we'll port avoid, cities we'll, right there. We'll, we'll outside we'll of that. those. Outside of those. But- that is so true. And even Atlanta, I'm sure those of you watching right now are feeling that. We've even seen it from some from truckstop.com mm -hmm. that's reported some of their lanes. We're seeing some significant increases week over week in just rates coming out of Atlanta. We're talking about Atlanta to Chicago, Atlanta to Dallas, Atlanta to LA. That is just a great time to be in that 
theoretical and metaphorical and literal driver's seat to, yeah. to really be increasing your rates. And let's sh- go ahead and, and change this screen because now <laughs> we're going to... Before re- we do, let's go back real quick. I do want to make one quick point. Kyle, a lot of folks ask, great, I know this, how do I use it? And it's actually quite simple. I was talking to a couple okay, of cool. our small carriers the other day. And literally, this is all they do. They came up with this. I didn't come up with it. They have a saying, it's called blue to blue. And what they do is they use it as a planning tool. If they've got a truck in a, wherever they have a truck today, let's just say they've got a truck in LA. LA is a hot market. They know that, but you want to stay in a hot market, right? right? So they go from blue and they're like, I need to find a load to another blue area, right? right. I oftentimes go to Houston, but Houston's red right now. I don't want to go there. Hey, I got loads being offered in Kansas. I got loads being offered in Memphis. I got loads right. offering me, you know, all the way up here, even in, uh, uh, I believe that's Twin Falls, Idaho. Right. That's where they're going to send their truck and they look for loads in those areas to always stay ahead of those markets. Right. And if they are going into red markets, what are they trying to say? If I'm going into a red market, I don't want to be surrounded by a lot of red markets. Maybe if I'm coming in here to Indy, I want to be surrounded by markets that are blue, that at least if I do have to deadhead out of here, I'm going to cover it on my my trip coming in, and then I'm going to start posting my truck available here. So all those dispatchers out there, that's how you start keeping that rate per mile high, is knowing where the best opportunity is going to get you. And, and if you're a driver, you better ask for a premium if somebody's trying to send you to a red market because right. you're doing them a favor. All right, let's go to the next one here. Now, okay, I think this is this is one of your favorites, the tender rejection map. This is my money map. We just talked money about map. we should change the, the red and green on the previous map. This is should just be completely green because what what this does is with those tenders that we we look at we also follow how often carriers are rejecting their contracted freight and so for all those truck drivers out there you've all been there in the in in those situations where you've rejected freight of your own why do we reject freight luke i mean i i some my guy down the street's giving me a better right yeah exactly and so it's i mean for all of them well i don't have capacity all right that happens maybe a percentage of time but it's usually because you could Make more money doing that something else. Might actually work right now because yeah. there's so much demand. Yeah, yeah, you do have to. Kyle, make a you're an idiot. It's it's right. Yeah, there what is, are you even doing here? Okay, seriously. No, but so what this does is is it's looking at the percentage of freight that's being rejected in a market. So closer to white's going to be zero. Right. You ain't got anything at zero right now. I'll tell you that much. Nothing. And then closer to, uh, I think we peak out at about forty five percent right now. And so the darker blues are going to tell you where there is more freight being rejected. And so really what that's telling you is where rate per mile is going up because more freight being rejected, that means you have better opportunities. So if yep. we go, if we flash back to that one before, not don't actually flash back, but if we remember back to that last map, we want to be in those blue markets, not the red ones. Now we go here, I want to be in these dark blue markets because not only do I have opportunity, but now I have increased rate per mile, which means rates are going up. That's absolutely correct. And another good point here is a lot of carriers, small carriers, always ask the question, listen, I run the spot market. Why do I care what's happening on the contracted market? Why do I care what contracted tenders are being rejected? Very simple. What you have to understand is the more that contracted loads are rejected, that means that those shippers are going to be looking for capacity on the spot market. Their loads still have to move and all loads originate from shippers. So as their loads are rejected, their contracted providers aren't moving them. They are going to be pushing those loads over to the spot market. Correct. And that's exactly what this is telling you. This is telling you where shippers are buying capacity on the spot market the most. So if you're running the spot market, these dark blue areas, like Kyle is saying, that's where you're going to have the best opportunity. And obviously, we know supply and demand. If you flood the spot market with opportunities, 
rates are going to go up. Right. And that's also a good point. If you also run contracted freight, hey, those blue areas are great opportunities to renegotiate higher rates yeah, on contracted no, levels. And and it's also a great way for, you know, a benchmarking tool as well for your own fleet. So now we're looking at maybe our own turndowns. Maybe we're seeing how often are we abiding to our contracts. This is a really good way so that you can start benchmarking and see what is the market doing? So that I could then go to my shippers when I say I want uh, maybe an increase in rates. I want uh, more freight. This gives you another way to say, okay, well, yeah, I rejected about 90% of your loads, but the average rejection percentage is about 30%. So really an acceptance of 70%. And, yep. and that is a really good way to not only position yourself to make yourself look better, but to rake in a little bit more money and more opportunity. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that, right? You know, we're always comparing ourselves against the market. And this is a great way to do that. Let's go ahead and go to the next chart because something I do want folks to see is where the most freight is. And I think it does surprise people sometimes with how right. it shifts. So the, the map we have in front of you here, the dark of the blue represents where the dark of the blue represents the markets that have the greatest amount of freight or the largest amount of market share. Right. So the really dark blue areas there. So, so before you hit that, what data set do we exactly have on here? Uh, this is outbound tender market share, which okay. is simply a percentage view of the volume. Gotcha. Right. So like all the way in the dark blue, I actually believe Atlanta has is number one right now. And they have around 4% of the nation's freight, outbound freight ships out of Atlanta right now. Ontario, California is right there as well, right about 4%. They're, they're kind of neck and neck right now. Right. Um, you've got LA, Houston, Dallas, Harrisburg, Harrisburg PA sitting around the two and a half to 3% range. So they're next there. So they're next on the list. But then, I mean, you've got, I mean, some places up there in Michigan. Uh, why does this matter? Memphis. Like, cool. Like, all right, Luke, the, Atlanta's got a big piece of the pie. What, is, what does that really mean for me? Well, that tells you where the, where you, it tells you how, you how you can support yourself in a market, right? So if you're in a smaller market, if you find yourselves in some of these northern markets here that don't have a lot of freight or somewhere here in Texas, like El Paso right now, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on in El Paso. You're going to be competing a lot. There's just not a lot of opportunity. You want to put your truck in a place where you have the most opportunity. Right. And look, I mean, Utah right now, that's Salt Lake City. Not traditionally the biggest market, but right now there's a lot of opportunity. It's up there. It's pretty dark. It's up yeah. there with the big dogs. That's a place you want to be. You want to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, that's the quick and skinny on the blue to blue to blue. And thank you guys all for joining us today. We Really, thank you for joining the conference. Hope you guys tune in next week with with Sonar. We're here every Wednesday live on FreightWaves.com. Have a great day.